Welcome, Foul Tarnished. You are listening to Elden Kings, an Elden Ring discussion. Tonight's topic is everything Elden Ring PvP, from the latest free Colosseum update to the meta to the well-crafted guides assembled over on the website eldenringpvp.net. Joining us to that end is Kosorm and Anis Faraday, admins from the Elden Ring PvP Discord that have contributed to the website as well. On top of that, both are experienced PvPers that know the ins and outs of the technical aspects of the game better than I. Uh, welcome to the roundtable hold, guys. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm uh, doing well. Perfect. Uh, perfect, actually. I'm glad, glad to be here. <laughs> glad to have you. So, getting right into it, uh, I'm assuming you guys have been playing the latest Elden Ring patch with the Colosseum update. Yeah, uh, quite a bit, actually. A little, little uh, too much, if, if anyone's uh, gonna be saying anything. Yeah, a little too much. Yeah, I think I've already gold-ranked in duels and united combat, so I'm right there with you. What do you think of the 2v2s and 3v3s, the newest group combat system? We weren't able to get that very naturally in the PvP before. I think uh, the 2v2s and 3v3s are where the newest update shines the most. Uh, I think it's actually duels where it's mostly lacking. Yeah, right when it started, I tried out the duel system for a bit, and I said that it should be a best of three. Like, that was my initial idea. So I was sort of pleased to see that United Combat had, like, the lesser-known two-combatant system, where it was essentially a duel, but you'd respawn infinitely with Estes. It just feels a bit lacking, I agree. I think the main issue um, with the Colosseum update, uh, for for duels anyways, I, I think it's great for 2v2s and 3v3s other than maybe letting a few physics in that shouldn't. But uh, as far as duels go, the main issue is the arena size. Um, it It's actually quite massive, uh, which makes positioning um, and, and cornering uh, aspects of PvP that you don't really have to worry about and it kind of completely shifts how pressure works uh kind of similar to um to main academy gate uh honestly uh which is yeah. also another arena we, we we left behind a little bit yeah that's something i've noticed while playing myself if the arena's big enough both players seem to have to make a concerted decision to fight each other rather than backpedal and wait for an opening so exactly. without a way to corner there's no way to put adequate pressure i will say the the 2v2s and 3v3s seem to be the most like fleshed out of the uh of the new game modes just the absolute chaos of the 3v3s the the tactical switching between opponents of the 2v2s it, it really adds a new fresh dynamic to how you fight in this game really have been loving it a lot yeah i think uh out of all of the recordings i've made for the pvp in the coliseum so far the the 2v2s have been my favorite but both both group combats the dynamicism of switching opponents and having to shut down aoe spams or have to, like, seeing strong players that are good at melee combat, like, instinctive, not instinctively, but, like, intentionally go after weaker opponents that they know they can kill over and over. It's really interesting how that all develops. Yeah, I'd say that's one of the strengths of Elden Ring uh, more than previous games, um, is that the the, the framework for uh, 2v2s and 3v3s... Um, it, it just it comes so naturally to Elden Ring, where uh, even in Dark Souls 3, 
um there were 2v2 tournaments that happened and, and they were a lot of fun um but there just wasn't as many options and you couldn't find as many people willing to do them and the the, the systems available were a little lacking so I'm, I'm really happy uh with how they're implemented in Elden Ring. As someone that's played DS3 and probably uh, tried the um, duo PvP more than I have, because I sort of dropped out of it once, after, like initially after release, when invasions and PvP sort of died out a little. But uh, what do you think is the major difference between the duos in DS3 and Elden Ring? Is it like the spell options? Is it the player aggression? Or... Uh... Um, I think it's... It mostly comes down to how you actually play the game. Um, I, I I think the play styles that are encouraged in Elden Ring and and the uh, the fundamental differences between uh, Dark Souls Three and Elden Ring um, mechanic wise makes two v twos and three v threes a lot more fun in Elden Ring. Um, and and by fundamentals, I I mostly mean stuff like how different even it is to uh, to space attacks and and um, neutral skips through jump attacks and, and and such, there's just a lot more room for aggression um, that wasn't necessarily there. I mean, even uh, monkey mashing, as it's called in the community, uh, where where you just kind of sit there and, and spam into an opponent because uh, passive poise is now a thing, um, leads to a lot more uh, interesting interactions in two v twos and and three v threes than uh maybe it would in previous games okay and do you think this change in fundamentals has lessened the dueling aspect because it removes some of the more complicated things that can happen between uh 1v1s or do you think it's uh it's for the better overall i i think it absolutely is to the detriment of duels sadly um but i think that it's also something that has been getting better as the game has been patched when the game released, dueling was just in an awful state, and uh, it it was it was it was really bad. But um, the the devs have definitely shown that they uh, they they do care about the PvP and have been making strides and uh, fixing a lot of the issues that were present at launch and and more fine tuning the balance uh, to a better place. Still a far way to go though. Yeah, from what I've seen, most of their uh, updates thus far have been mostly to do with the multiplayer and trying to balance the general PvP side of the game. So I feel like they've definitely got that attention to detail there. Yeah, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> it's, and it's been it's been very nice to see their their new like this renewed focus on the PvP side of things. The um... The new systems they've been putting in place to differentiate between crouch attacks or PvP damage and rolling attacks, and like they they really have been fine tuning things in a way that they haven't before, and it's really been gratifying um, that they actually are paying attention to to what we're saying and and what we've been wanting to go on. Yeah, and uh, skipping ahead in topics a little bit, I know that you guys have helped compile a decent amount of information about the balance of Elden Ring, and you've even been able to uh, communicate that with From Software a little bit through your website, eldenringpvp.net. Yeah, um, so uh, that, that one's kind of a little tricky. Um, so as far as we're aware, uh, 
FromSoft has received uh, our feedback um, from multiple sources, uh, people even just sending it over to them. Um, But uh, we have uh, it on good authority that they they at least know about the website. And a lot of the changes that they made um, in subsequent patches, uh, even down to the values that we suggested and the ways certain things are implemented, um, are very much telling that there is a very good possibility that they they took it uh straight from the website it would actually be kind of surprising if they didn't um based on the specific changes that were made that's awesome to hear that you guys were able to like accurately define uh good changes to recommend and then that they took them to heart yeah um it, it was actually really nice to uh to to see um because from soft in particular um don't necessarily like to get their changes uh or sorry feedback sorry um from just things being sent necessarily to them they like to find it out in the wild uh and and you know people either complaining on like reddit or other parts of the internet um so really the best way to to get any changes to them uh are to you know make a website make a post on reddit you know let yourself be known you're, yeah, you're you have a voice. Use it. Yeah, absolutely. That is one thing I, I do really appreciate about uh, from software, though. Um, it is a little stressful sometimes uh, thinking the fact that they they scour the internet when a lot of the posts out there um, regarding balance are uh, usually Somewhat negative. From, yeah, and, and usually coming from the place of. Uh, someone maybe a little more casually into the game who doesn't really understand the exact values and why things are the way they are. Um, but yeah, I guess that just comes with the, uh, with the frontier. I mean, it makes sense to me. Uh, at this point, what do you think of the meta that's developed in Elden Ring uh, with your help and without your help as people find new weapons uh, and Ashes of War that shine better than the others? The meta? Oh man, the meta has been so fun to watch this time around. Um, I've been playing these games for a while, really started from launch with Elden Ring, wanted to get into it and really dive into to how things were going to like fold out. The meta, I mean, HTS being so unknown early on and then getting to be one of the titans that it is uh, nowadays. The the two Vortex classes and then everything else, Hal Stock player, it just, just everything seems to have woven around itself in this really kind of beautiful way. Um, it's left a little bit by the wayside. I think, you know, you've got axes and stuff that are still kind of fairly... Uh, cemented in off-meta use but you've got i think one of the better uh metas in the souls games uh going on here in my opinion at least uh, i would definitely agree it it definitely feels like you've got a good variety of, of play styles and uh that they're kind of balanced to bounce off of each other yeah i would completely agree with that i've been also watching the meta since launch but from a much more casual perspective like i'm not even sure what hts stands for for instance if you don't mind me asking oh my bad um heavy thrusting sword uh great epee and godskin stitcher Um, oh okay yeah no i use the godskin stitcher in pve and pvp so 
Okay, I'm right there yeah. with you. Yeah, the, and that it, it took a while for for that to enter into the meta. Um, the for the first few months, people kind of slept on it. They didn't know about the true combo. They didn't know about um, it, the different, like just the extremely good frame data on its attacks. Um, and then once people started getting used to things, started trying stuff out. Uh, Frosty brought it into attorney and did extremely well with it. Um, I know some people who are have put it put it to work for months now and are people who I'd call masters on the setup. Um, it it's been so interesting seeing the meta develop over this whole time, um, and then also be changed as FromSoft has uh, changed things themselves. Uggs no longer being the the king of things as it as it used to be. Um, or sorry, Colossal Swords. But yeah, the HTS would be the, the... And then the Bloody Helis, also another great one. I've seen that one used to uh, very, like, like very effectively in the Colosseum so far. Uh, it feels like a lot of builds are tuned for, that are tuned for specific purposes just vastly outclass other casual builds. I know that I took some of my lower level stuff like i had a dual axe build that was purely about doing l1 punishes that i realized was just ineffective at ever hitting someone in a duel because every player has the basic ability to dodge things uh so what do you think about like the vast difference and what can be potentially built up like from the meta with moonveil or double great spears or um stacking poise for that matter i think that um uh, at least in my opinion, you know, Faraday, uh, correct me uh, with this if I'm wrong, but um, I think this game, as well as all the other games in this series, it's just kind of how it is. Um, setups will be vastly better than others, and it's important to try to get as many setups as possible to uh, be viable. And I, I think Elden Ring is doing that better than other games. Uh, like, for example, in Dark Souls 3, um, the meta setup, other than, like, murky hand scythe which nobody with any respect would use because um it was actually just like impossible to hit at times and it had uh the the wrong hit stun data um it, it you'd, you'd have uh what's it called curve swords fast curve swords uh and that was basically it there was um there was goddards with offhand uh stock uh which was good but Still couldn't really touch curve swords much. Even uh, sword and board in Dark Souls Three couldn't really touch curve swords much. At the top level, that's all you'd really see. Um, now and with Elden Ring, they've kind of fixed it somewhat. With now you have uh, setups like power stance straight swords and uh, power stance great spears, or even just power stance spears, uh, heavy thrusting sword, uh, two handed thrusting sword, both of which did get a nerf uh, patch one point oh eight, but are Still very formidable in their own right. Um, there's a lot of options uh, to to go forward with. Some slightly better than others, um, but they are all mostly equal to each other. Um, like good players will be able to compete with each other on any of those setups, um, and I think that's just going to keep improving as the game gets patched more. I think that's really the the. If I have anything to add, it's that it's as things are improving. They're bringing weapons up into line with the meta setups that have emerged. Um, you've got better frame data on a lot of weapons. You've got better recovery times on a lot of weapons. Um, it's getting to the point where a good player can use off-meta things and is able to beat a lot of people in the game. 
um, which I, I really appreciate that they've been able to, to get the balance to where it is as, as, a, as opposed to where it was in Dark Souls 3, where anything other than Curved Sword was off meta, it felt like sometimes. Um, exactly like you were saying. Yeah, both very good points. Uh, the emergence of attack rating uh, premium weapons that just have inherently good frame data that goes after like inherent roll catches to the weapon combo or has certain true combos, like you say, with the HTS is very good. But like you, uh, like Faraday added, it's offset by the idea that this class of weapons are only good enough to a certain extent and then can be matched by other weapons. Like personally, I've used Loretta's Warsicle and the Wing of Estelle quite a bit, and it's been able to trump a decent chunk of people using those weapons until I got to like gold rank. And then I was fighting people that actually knew what they were doing on top of having the weapons. So it was a bit rougher, but um, yeah, very good points on both accounts. So what when you've played in the Colosseum so far, I'm sure both of you have been inflicted with the constant spell spam and AoE spam that's that happens in those 3v3s, and it's super fun to see the entire battlefield become dangerous. Uh, but what do you think of some of the more specific chaotic spells like Death Rancor, Stars of Ruin, or uh, the Sacred Relic Sword, for instance? There is always going to be, I think, a defining line in these games between the meta spells and the off-meta spells. Um, I I love seeing these, like, Elden Stars. I love seeing Death Rancor. Stars of Ruin, not so much. Uh, I've, I'm a little tired of looking at that animation. But uh, Grail's Roar the, the, and the Dragon Breath's not going to lie. Those those annoy me a little, too. But, no, I mean, so you've got your, your duelist spells that are, like, Slicer, or what Slicer used to be. Uh, catch flame you've got you know just a couple other ones that are pretty rigid in their usage but um definitely do work and then you've got chaos which are like what you've listed that you've also got uh rose summons i think that one or tibia summons there we go um and which i i love throwing that out there just in the middle of a fight just three skeletons running in there's... That's what makes three v threes and two v twos good. Honestly, is just how chaotic Absolutely. they get. That's it's... them at their best. It doesn't matter how you know bad the startup on a spell is. If you've got two other people covering your cast, um, you you are able to get those those silly big goofy spells out there and fill up an entire screen full of you know little holy bolts and explode people and it's it's beautiful. So I think seeing going forward, you'll definitely see some more Dragon Breath. Um, I think, and you'll see any of those big AOEs are gonna are gonna come in, um, just because nuking people in a three v three is really funny. I've seen somebody put Scarlet Aonia to good work, sniping people out of uh, duels in a three v three. Yeah, Scarlet Aonia was one of the ones that surprised me, but I was really pleased to see that people found a good use for it, and it's like land, and then the aftermath explosion is so good for roll catching. That and Flame of the Fell God were two like very seldom used spells that I was happy to see in Colosseum that were actually effective now. Yeah, no, it really is nice to see these these lesser used spells able to like get brought up into a use where because that's that's exactly what these group duels are for is for that that element of chaos and being able to get those big casts out um 
really nice to see things kind of a different i want to see a different meta develop in for 3v3s for 2v2s than it is for 1v1s i think that could absolutely happen if we introduce the uh communication between both teams because then you could have coordinated spellcasters with cover buffing each other and i think that could introduce a very whole new meta all on its own where certain team combos might be very in like indomitable so to say that's oh, actually yeah. my favorite change uh that they made compared to dark souls 3's arena system is that um now you can actually set a password just for your team uh which in dark souls 3 the password would be set for every single uh participant uh i don't remember necessarily if you were even able to pick teams i i think you could like choose you'd rather be on team a or team b but um it was still a little random um but the way they have it implemented now is perfect in my opinion so I now you can agree. just queue up with your team and then have uh random people join in on their teams and, and just see what you can do so finishing out our general conversation on the latest patch uh are there anything like balance changes that were inherent to patch 1.8 that you'd like to speak about in general um i mean me personally the shunter fix uh the sorry the serpent hunter fix um the that really brought so i'm not sure if you're aware serpent hunter used to be broken on its attacks on a couple of its attacks didn't have the right damage values so they were doing much lower damage than they should have um it, they fixed it in this patch uh and it's beautiful now it, it really is it, it went from a sort of off meta like yeah it can be good setup to a firmly in the meta setup um which is really nice because i've been putting it to work for a while now seeing uh hammers or sorry seeing axes get a speed up um i've seen somebody put uh hand axes to to work as an offhand instead of shamshir or stock which is really fun to see that you've got a hatchet in your offhand instead and are just swinging that thing around. Uh, Warped Axe was doing some good stuff. They they uh, they really did bring a couple things right back into the into the fold where they, I think they were a little lost before. It's very nice. I like the idea of some sort of madman just using the hatchet as a quick follow up to their main attacks to roll catch. Oh, it's, it's so funny. Um, just somebody with a giant halberd throwing flames out of it and then just swiping you with a little hatchet and they're offhand that just for that extra 300 damage. <laughs> so getting into uh, Elden Ring PvP.net, uh, what have I, have you two contributed to the website uh, yourselves or have you administrated for like the sort of community survey? Um, yeah, uh, so I have done some work on the website uh, itself, um, but right now it's mostly being handled by um, our other admin, Amir, um, who people might also know from uh, his YouTube channel, uh, where he's become quite known in the community, actually, uh, for doing stuff on, on like frame data and, um, you know, in interesting tidbits within the code for PvP stuff. So really, he was perfect to... Um, be the one to to kind of be the headmaster of it all um but it, it was it's been fun to work on it's been stressful at times because there, there's a lot of uh info dumps that we need to do um the way we go about writing the articles uh, is a whole process and a lot of stuff needs to be um you know edited down or made more concise or 
Um, you know, next thing we know, uh, the values that we had are maybe slightly off by a few decimals, which do change things. Um, and, you know, then we need to go back and do a bunch of tests. And especially given how the, the state of the game was uh, even just a few months ago, um, there was a lot of stuff that needed to be written about um, in a kind of short period that uh, just made it very hard <laughs> at, at times. But it, it's been a very fruitful project, and we're currently in the process of overhauling it now and, and having it uh, updated to everything on the newest patch and um, the issues that are still present in the game. Uh, and I'm excited to see if uh, FromSoft ends up looking at it and making some of those changes again. Fingers Not crossed. Just- yeah, fingers crossed indeed. I think they will, though. I mean, if they've done it once, I think they'll take your recommendations to heart. We shall see. <laughs> I saw um, one of the things that really impressed me, and I'm like you mentioned it with the whole just slight calcu- slight changes in numbers, throwing off all the calculations, but the Google Doc links that you have on the website that take to the poise calculator, or like the weapon ranges, or like... Um, making all sorts of just different utilities through Google Docs was so cool to see. It's just all, like, you know, it's all there for people to just pick up and use on their own accounts, which is very, I don't know, it's nice to see that that kind of resource is available in the community. Yeah, that was the other main point of the website, besides just, um, you know, getting out there what we believe needed, uh, you know, fixing in the game, was uh, we also, and and with the Discord as well, wanted to make it so unlike previous games where you just find random sheets in uh, obscure streamer discords and, you know, people would hold on to uh, tech they found um, and, and not tell anyone else and, and keep it to themselves. We, we kind of want all this knowledge to be available to everyone um, so anyone could get into the game. They could take advantage of, uh, you know, frame data uh poise values and have a good understanding of it without having to trek across the internet just to find what they want if it even exists in the first place um so yeah i'm I'm really happy with with how it's come out and hopefully after this overhaul uh it gets even better it's your own library of alexandria Alexandria. in a way yeah (laughs) yeah or uh, Library of Alexander Shard. <laughs> what were you going to say, Faraday? Oh, I was just going to say, um, coming into this as a as a play, because I, I came into ERPVP as a as a player to begin with before I was uh, on the team itself, and and seeing that research channel um, where you guys were doing tests, where you guys had all of the materials, the those weapon range uh, breakdowns was insane to see coming into this. Um, actually being able to look at like how far an attack is going, which ones are coming out first, the poise breakpoints, um, just seeing all the numbers and frame data you guys were throwing around, it really did feel like you guys were fostering as open of a community as possible to make everyone better, give people as uh, that information, yeah, give people the information they needed to just be better players, um, which was fantastic, really great to see. Um, and I really appreciated it, and it's it's something I definitely want to like see get keep going on as as time goes on because that was that was lacking in Dark Souls Three in my opinion. Didn't those tools were not really accessible to just your random people coming into a Discord server? Those were blocked behind people, you know, 
this is my table. I'm not going to share it around. Don't don't give it around to too many people. Like think things got kind of buried under and and kept in their little corners. It's it's really nice to see all that information get spread around on the website and and, and in the Discord. Yeah, it's nice that uh, everything is just widely available. I heard a little bit about how rough Dark Souls Three was to like collect data on special technical moves, and then. Like you said with your talk about the fundamentals earlier on Kosorm, you mentioned that they were so vital in those duels. So I imagine that whoever had the technical expertise would generally come out on top, which isn't exactly the community you want to foster for continued active player bases. Yeah, I even feel sadly some of that has transferred over to this game um, to to the extent that uh, there's just a, a, a... completely different world between uh the casual players of um the, the the pvp rather than the competitive players um both having a completely different idea of what the meta is or what's broken what's not and i i think there's a divide there um that we've been trying to cross but it is um a bit ingrained at, at, at this point and it, it can be hard to do i think both sides of the community kind of look at each other sometimes with a little bit of disdain um and it's really unfortunate to see and i think it was born out of uh in in prior games you know everyone kind of being more hush hush with stuff and um not really making everything as open but uh progress is being made on that front so we'll see where that goes (laughs) yes i guess we will see how it goes so speaking of the community as a whole uh, EldenRingPVP.net put on a player survey that I think it got, you know, like over a thousand or easily more than a thousand it was people. 10, that 10,000, okay. I was hesitant to say it if I was wrong, but um, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I believe we, we made uh, a post on the subreddit. Um, we actually coordinated uh, with uh, people on the subreddit, uh, like moderators, to uh, get it pinned. Um, and so we were able to, uh, sorry, this is our slash Elden Ring, by the way. Um, we, we were able to get a lot of responses for this, which was very valuable information and, and kind of confirmed a lot of what we expected, uh, even with prior games, which is, you know, the, the, the PvP, as much as people who don't like the PvP, uh, you know, will often say, you kind of need it in these games to keep people playing. Or, you know, they, there's only so much PvE you can play, and I know there's hundreds of hours uh, worth of content in this game, but years down the line, I mean, you still saw games like Dark Souls 3 five years later uh, with a ton of activity um, before Elden Ring released, mostly because of uh, invasions or, or duels. It, it, you know, it keeps people excited. It, it, it keeps people wanting to uh, play your games further. Uh, and and for a lot longer, um, and it was really kind of sad to see in the survey that a lot of people kind of quit off of the game because the PvP was so bad. Like after they finished their playthrough, they put it down and started doing other things. Even people on the subreddit. Yeah, some of the diehard fans that had carried over from Dark Souls Three were turned off of uh, the duels in Elden Ring because of the lack of early balance or the uh, issues with 
duels rather than getting the fu more chaotic and I guess I'd say personally that group combat is more tuned for Elden Ring where you die easier, have access to more offense and stuff. So it is very sad to see that just long time community members as well as new fans both just fell out of the game when there could have been a PvP uh, community from the get go. Yeah, I mean, even just at the last question of the community survey, would an improved multiplayer system encourage you to play Elden Ring more? The vast majority of people, 7,416 out of the 10,000, uh, said that it would very much encourage them to play Elden Ring more. Uh, another 1,700, uh, almost 1,800, said that it would somewhat make them encourage, or so, sorry, somewhat encourage them to play Elden Ring more. Um, with not even a thousand people uh, saying that it wouldn't change anything at all for them, like that—that—that that, that says something. I, I feel that's like not heard that number before. That's very interesting. Yeah, I think that's telling because it, it just goes to show that almost everyone that answered the survey had that question in their mind to some extent, and then answered it at the end is just they aren't happy with what they got very unfortunate but I, uh, I i do have to give fromsoft credit where credit is due they have been really putting in the effort to uh make the changes to make the multiplayer better um i i think personally that was the weakest aspect of elden ring on release um and now they're going on to do stuff like even uh having pvp specific values uh which is something we hadn't seen in the series before but it desperately needed um and isn't just something simple for them to do either you know it requires a overhaul of um you know their systems and i i i think it's really telling that they want to correct the either mistakes on release or, or maybe they didn't have enough time i i mean i know arenas were in the game from day one uh and they, they just didn't have enough time before release to uh work on them fully um, and I, I think PvP in general was kind of shafted in that way. If I were to make a bold presumption about the developers' like scope of production during like Elden Ring's development, I'd say that they f meant to leave PvP to last, so that they could get the readily available player base as like data to use from their updates. Then after, eventually culminating in the Colosseum update, but. I'm not sure if they expected the kind of response they'd get, or how imbalanced some of their early stuff would be. Like, the Horfrost stomp was something that got nerfed multiple times. Uh, yeah. I, I think... I have earned a long time. Wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I think it's mostly... Um, they've never made a game this big before, uh, and they had to do it through the, the pandemic, which uh, definitely slowed things down by uh, a few years um getting to release and uh it would make sense that pvp is the last thing that they work on considering um you know pvp is what weapons you're using uh you know where you're actually doing the the duels um how players uh health scaling works at different parts of the game you know like um getting the balance of the 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 pve experience first um was probably on their minds more than anything because you can't have PvP balance without first having a balanced PvE. Uh, and then they kind of had a limit on, on what they could do before the game released and some things. like I mean, even quest lines in PvE weren't 
in 1.0 uh, and got introduced at like 1.03, was it? Uh, when the ending of the uh, Nefalilu questline? Yeah, I believe that was yeah. 1.03. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of things that I believe they, if they had more time to work on, they, they would have. Um, but due to uh, either publisher pressure or any other reason, really, they were just unable to. Um, so again, it's it's really good to see that now, uh, even if it is coming a little late, um, it's definitely better than nothing, and I'm I'm very happy with uh, where they've been taking things. A lot of respect there. Definitely a lot of respect to see uh, that they keep updating the game to the standards that they have. And uh, to me, it makes sense that they've cut stuff. Although it is always disappointing to see things that could have been like I, I've always I've looked into the uh, Azimi Silver Tier questline a bunch and all of uh, all of the general co- content of the game. Yeah, yeah, um, no, me as well. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So uh, finishing out, saving the best for last. Um, you two, uh, you you're both active in the PvP community, and you work to host tournaments. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Um. So apart from just uh, the Eldering PvP Discord and website, um, I uh, have personally worked with uh, with other tournament organizers in the community to uh, make something called the Duelist Event Network, uh, the Den, which um, wh- whose purpose is to have high quality production values for anybody who wants to host a tournament. Uh, they just have to come to us with whatever role set they want, um, any funding they might want to add, and we just kind of do it all pro bono. And or we're we're trying to push forward what's possible with tournaments in this game. Um, the production value compared to to past games is completely different. Um, and I, yeah, uh, and. You know, it's kind of the hope that uh, once DLC comes out and people see not only where the PvP is at, but where the the tournaments are at, um, you know, production value-wise, that uh, maybe people will, will stay a little bit more. And, you know, Duelist Event Network's been um, hosting Elder and PvP's uh, Festival of Combat uh, series of 2022, which is actually about to end. The finals are next week uh, at time of recording. Um, it's been pretty successful. It's it's been a lot of fun, a lot of learning experiences. Um, it is definitely a lot harder than it might look to organize uh, sixteen players, as well as um, at least four or five members of staff at any given time to uh, have things running. Um, but it, it it's it's definitely been a treat to be able to do, and I'm I'm really happy with the community response. Yeah, I looked at your latest tournament yesterday, as of recording, uh, and was really impressed. Like, I just liked the way that you set up everyone. Um, you were fighting at that narrow court, like that small room at Stormvale Castle, I believe. Yeah, and, that's uh, the uh, the kind of the default competitive arena because of its uh, size and shape. Which goes back to the, our earlier conversation on the Colosseums being too big, because that. That square is smaller than that center circle, it looks like. it's, Or at least the same size. It's very small compared to the massive Colosseums. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, we're, we're, we're hoping for a smaller uh, Colosseum with DLC or something like that, because we really could use a, a more, like, uh, 
just that smaller playing stage it where you can corner people positioning is really important there that makes yeah. a lot of sense do you have any ideas about how your tournaments will continue now that the Coliseum update is out? Do you think you'll use the uh, the expanded game modes to try and fit those in, or is that still up for debate? Um, so as far as 1v1 tournaments go, um, we're going to continue to use Stormvale and the uh, systems we have. Um, as far as 2v2 and 3v3 tournaments, uh, which we do plan on doing, it's kind of up in the air right now uh, because uh, we host all our tournaments on a mod called Seamless Co-op, um, which you might have heard of. Uh, and we, we work with the developers on that a, a little bit to make things easier for us to host tournaments on. Um, and as far as staging goes, doing it through the Coliseums themselves might be a little hard uh, because having a world host in there that actually does all the camera work might be a little difficult to set up using the Coliseum system, but uh, we'll see what happens with Seamless Co-op and, and how they uh, implement stuff with the new update, and maybe we can use the Coliseums for that. Uh, fingers crossed. It'd certainly make for a cool-looking arena. But I get it if they, uh, you know, if things don't work out from a technical perspective. All I yeah. can imagine is that unseen talisman going on two people in a uh, 3v3 fight and then you turn it into a 2v2 with two spectators. But that's not I've too been efficient. I wanted to try that. <laughs> that, that. That is something that uh, definitely we, we could do and we, we have thought about. But uh, yeah. So when you structure your tournaments, do you structure them in a, uh, a bracket or do you do a kind of point system? Yeah, uh, so we, we, we do have a bracket. Uh, for example, the uh, Elden Ring PvP tournaments that we do, uh, the Discord. Um, the system there is a uh, leaderboard uh, where you can use um, the bot that's there to set up matches with other players. Um, and there, there's a whole elo there, and you, you gain points or lose points based off of how you're doing, and uh, people are invited through that based on their uh their rank and then they get put into the bracket and but you know based on their uh okay and for the uh bracket matches do they do it like a single elimination or is it best of three? Oh, uh it's best of three up until semifinals uh in which case it then turns to best of five and then sometimes finals are best of nine uh we, we've been experimenting with that makes um, sense, given how easy it is to die. Yeah. And then everyone uh, who's participated in the, the Ellering PvP Discord tournaments, if they've won matches or, you know, gone to the tournaments, based on their records in those tournaments, they get uh, they get festival points, which then go towards the uh, majors and the, the, the finals that are about to occur, uh, where all the best players through the past year, um, based on their festival points um then get seeded into uh the the bracket for finals so this next one's going to be invitational but um most of them are specifically uh leaderboard based well that's exciting to hear i bet we'll see some great players at that one absolutely um just finished working on the the bracket uh the other night and it's looking pretty stacked well i'm excited to see it when it comes out 
Uh, I noticed that your matches are generally commentated. Generally, like, who does the commentating? And do you switch that out between seasons? Or uh, how does that um, process look like? Yeah, so on the den side of things, um, we're always looking for, for new people. Right. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're always open to if people want to do uh, casting or um, do the OBS work or the world posting or even password management uh, is a real important one. Um, if, if someone wants to come in and cast, uh, we, we kind of look at their ability, uh, teach them if they, they need to know certain things or um, kind of improve their skills a little bit. And uh, then, then we put them out there. Uh, usually we'll have two people casting at one time. Um, our most prolific casters have probably been uh, End of the Lion and LBU. Um, but uh, we have uh, new people coming in, like uh, Sadia Moon, for example, who hosted yesterday's tournament, uh, who has quickly become a fan favorite. Um, and we, we hope to just keep growing our uh, base and uh, the members of our staff um, and just get more faces out there. That th This has really just been a community effort both the 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 discord and and the den um it's been a community effort getting everybody together to to put on something cool for the community and and keep stuff going yeah it's nice to um it's nice to see that so i know that i we've talked about the fact that both of you pvp quite a bit so i'm assuming you've competed in some of your own tournaments before uh what's that been like it's been a surreal experience honestly uh it a the production value seeing just how all the work that goes into these things um getting into these tournaments has been so much fun um and the people that you meet in these and that are like playing this game and all bringing their own styles and approaches to the weapons that they're using um has also just been fascinating to see and explore the tournaments that the that the server puts up and um, and den hosts and, and it's 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 been all around like such a just fun exhilarating time like over the past few months and with finals coming up I know like we've got some cool stuff planned for it um, it's to both play in and run these things has been honestly a lot of fun absolutely uh, so what have um what builds do you guys personally use? Uh, personally, I use Power Stance Great Spears and uh, Serpent Hunter, uh, two Vortex setups. I, I myself really enjoy uh, Power Stance Straight Swords, uh, specifically uh, the Carrion Knight Sword. Um, I just, it, coming from Dark Souls 3, it was very easy to pick up, and it's quickly just become a favorite of mine. Okay, so, uh, is there anything... Now that we're wrapping up the episode, is there anything else that you guys would like to bring to the table? Uh, anything that we missed? Thirty. Can you think of anything? Um, no. Honestly, it's been uh, pretty pretty well uh, rounded. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been the Roundtable Hold, and this has been Elden Kings. Uh, is there anything you guys want to shout out before I? Uh, I shut it off. Uh, yeah. Um, Eldering PvP Discord. Uh, please join. Please participate in the ladder. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's not as uh, foreboding as a lot of people might expect coming into the community. Foreboding the right word? Uh, you know, yeah, everyone's very welcoming. 
Yeah, everyone's very welcoming. It, it, it's a real fun time, and you'll learn a lot. And uh, please uh, watch our den tournaments at uh, twitch.tv slash the den underscore er. Um, all our tournaments are there. Be glad to have you uh, by. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. You'll find links to all of those below. Uh, definitely give them a check. Definitely give them a look. Uh, thanks for joining, guys. This is Gideon the Half Knowing. Uh, have a good one.